Gyro Nation Metal. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jeff with Gyro Nation Metal. Episode 104 marks the wrap-up episode for Year 2 of GNM. Death Dealer Union is an alternative gothic metal band which incorporates both heavy metal and hard rock influences. They just released their debut album, Initiation, on September 22nd through Napalm Records. Death Dealer Union's sound is further accentuated by Lena Scissorhands, vocalist of Infected Rain. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce C.C. McKenna, professional actor, music producer, and most importantly, drummer of Death Dealer Union. Thank you for joining me today, CC. As we chatted just before the recording here, this is going to be the last episode of Year 2 of Gyro Nation Metal, and we're also celebrating the release of your debut album on September 22nd. Yeah, bro. It's fucking awesome to be here. Really, really cool. Thanks for having us on. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Initiation, our first uh, full-length um, uh, record from Death Dealer Union, uh, comes out on Friday, September 22nd. And obviously that'll be advertised on my social media as well. However, with the way this is working, we're recording just four days before the release of that, and it will be released on the Tuesday after. Yeah, cool. You guys have had already a pretty awesome start. You've only released two singles prior to the release of the album, and you're already signed with Napalm Records. Yeah. How did this partnership come about? Uh, well, r- really, Lena made the introduction uh, uh, to, 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 uh, to the label uh, for us. Um, uh, we... Um, we started working together, you know, um, you know, it's been a while. We're going on three years now working together. Um, so when we first started, um, uh, she, um, she asked me, she says, well, Hey, you know, Cece, do you want to, do you want to have this first single? Do you want me to give it to Napalm and see if they want to do something with it? And I said, sure, you know, go ahead. I didn't really think they would be honest with you. I didn't think they'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, we'll take it. We love it. It sounds great. Let's do. Let's. Uh, uh, you want to make a video?" I said, "Okay." So we made a video, and that's kind of how we established the relationship. And then, um, you know, we kept talking, and we we kept working, and we were writing songs, and um, we put out another single on our own. Um, uh, Napalm didn't do that one. We did that on our own. Um, but we also uh, made an announcement at that point that Lena was joining the band officially. So we'd be Basically, um, you know, the moniker would now just be Death Dealer Union with with none of the featurings, uh, quote unquote, in there. So um, it was at that point that uh, Napalm uh, contacted us again, and, and we were also being contacted by other labels. Um, so um, yeah, that's that's kind of how we um, got with Napalm. Uh, they're, I mean, they're really great to work with. You know, um, they're, they're they're super super artist friendly and you know they uh, you know they're 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 supportive you know they're a really you know great bunch of people and so i just um thought um you know in, they're in a well placed position they know their business um you know we'll just go with with them so seemed like made the most sense i didn't realize that it was just a collaboration at first but that seems like really good news on both sides of the aisle there with both with napalm and with yourself yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was a collaboration at first. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think anyone really planned for any of this. We certainly didn't. And so it's just sort of like one thing kind of led to another. And, um, you know, we were making more music and writing more songs and we, um, um, we said, well, okay, let's do a record. And uh, it just, you know, everything kind of just 
as long as we were doing the footwork and writing songs, things seemed to be coming, um, you know, in front of us, um, you know, uh, new and exciting challenges. So we just kept, we just kept meeting those challenges, basically. You and Lena have already both spoken in previous interviews about how she was recruited into the band. For listeners who haven't heard the story, so Lena and the members of Death Dealer Union have known each other for quite some time, and it took some convincing due to her previous commitment or current commitment with Infected Rain. But eventually, like you said, she agreed to join the band full time. So now obviously had a vision in mind when asking Lena to join. What made her the perfect candidate for Death Dealer Union? And in turn, why were you so persistent? Well, we'd already been, like I said, working with Lena. So at this point, we were starting to, um, you know, really kind of figure out each other's um, um, sound. And um, we had already, like, auditioned quite a few uh, female vocalists before we were able to connect with Lena through Valentino, our producer. I guess I had, um, you know, I went out, we went out and we, uh, Lena and I met in Las Vegas and had dinner one, you know, with uh, her and um, Bryce and myself and kind of went and chatted and just discussed sort of the possibilities of the, what the band might look like. And, you know, I kind of explained to her at the time that, look, you know, I have a vision for this band that would be efficient. So, I, you know, I totally get that, you know, Infected Rain is your priority. Um, and, um, you know, and I have other priorities as well. Everybody in the band has, um, you know, uh, everybody in the band is like, you know, busy with, uh, I'm an actor, um, a professional actor, Doug and Johnny and Hunter, are all session players, um, and have other bands. Um, so everybody is, um, got other stuff. So, you know, my idea was to make this, um, uh, this band, um, efficient uh so when we did work um um you know it really counted so that you know um because you don't want to sacrifice the quality of any of the music or or any of our um um our efforts so as i explained this to lena i think she was becoming uh, sort of understanding more about my vision and the reason i uh kind of persisted with lena is i was just i just was just didn't think any other singer could do it <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, oh, this is, this is pretty much about as perfect as what we're looking for. I, I, I should probably do whatever I can to try and, um, you know, see if she wants to be a, more of a bigger part of this. And she did. So, it was, you know, it all worked out. You guys have a great sound. And so for those who are unfamiliar with Death Dealer Union, you guys are a mix of heavy metal and hard rock. As you touched on, you tried out a bunch of different female vocalists. Did you always want a female vocalist? Was that part of your vision from the get-go? Yeah. So the the, the sound was to have um, a female voice on top of mm. uh, the hard rock, heavy metal blend. And it is a lot of it is hard rock. You would think it's heavy metal just because the guitar is distorted, but you're accurate. It is, in some cases, just on the hard rock scale. It worked out. I mean, like you guys had a clear vision moving forward. There was that persistence that was necessary. You guys are already signed with a huge label. And like I said, you guys have a great sound. I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm hearing and I can't, cannot wait until I hear the rest of the album. Oh, I really, really, really appreciate that. I mean, on behalf of myself and the, the whole entire band, thank you so very much. It's, that's the biggest compliment we could 
we could ever hope for. Um, I, I, we just made a record that we thought sounded good and, and we're just so happy that anyone else would find it good also, you know? Um, and, um, we didn't really, um, we didn't like really just try for a sound. We, we, we tried to make everything sound good. And then, and in doing that, I guess we kind of made a sound. Uh, so I, I just, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out, like, <clears throat> I can see everybody that I've done interviews with and, and, um, and I've seen reviews and I've seen some of the, um, uh, uh, the critique, uh, you know, uh, videos and stuff like that. And everybody seems to really understand, which I'm, I'm really impressed. Everybody seems to understand the idea we're getting across. You know, we've got a sort of a mix of this, uh, with that, we, we, you know, we've, we've got elements of this that we, we don't sound like that and we don't sound like that. And we kind of like have our own thing going on. And, you know, I'm still not sure if, you know, if that's a good thing or a bad thing, usually it's a kind of a, as I was telling people, kind of a bad thing. Cause you know, you don't sound like anyone where you're easily comparative, right? Like, you know, Oh yeah, yeah, this is the new Megadeth or, you know, whatever. Right. But it can be a great thing because that's how revolutionary new bands and new sounds start the next, you know, Pearl Jam or, you know, whatever, you know, some new, sound you know so i don't know if we're at that level or what we just we we just make what sounds good to us and and we're just really thrilled that you know everybody seems to be liking it and under understanding it and, and that's the to me that's a compliment even if you didn't like it but you understood it to me that's still a great compliment you guys seem to be very meticulous and doing everything the right way. You also worked with Janis Nakos on your album covers. So oh, yeah. For anyone unfamiliar with his work, he's worked with a range of bands, including Blood Red Throne, Ashen, Evergrey, Oceans of Slumber, Suffocation, and even my previous guest, Storm Ruler. What was your experience in dealing with him? From what I've heard, he's been pretty professional and easy to work with. Janis is exactly that. Super professional, super easy to work with, a great artist, and... um. I couldn't say enough good things about working with Giannis Nakos. Great guy. The one thing I couldn't find was any information on your logo. So who did that for you? You know what? I've been trying to get a whole... I originally contacted this artist um, down in Mexico some years ago. And I had him sort of... You know, I said, look, here's a vision of... The you know, the, the, here's the name of the band, and he sent back something, and um, there was a um, a couple of guys that did that just weren't right, and then there's this one guy that did it, and I made some changes to it, and I sent it back to him, and then he sent it back to me after with the changes, and and that was that was it, and and I tried to reach out to him, and because I wanted him to do some more work and more artwork for the band, but he didn't, he never responded back to me. Um, and I completely forgot his name. He was, um, um, but he did a great job. And then we took the logo and then we added stuff. So it's, it, it was kind of our design and in a lot, you know, it wasn't really just the artist like it is with Giannis. Although with Giannis, even we had a lot to do with that. But the logo um, was, 
I think more um, us because we also have uh, within the O of the union, we have sort of interchangeable sigils. So I don't know. You have to pay attention. You'll see. We did this is to see if anyone is noticing. Yeah, I, I just looked at the album cover and it has a pentagram and then the one on your metal archives here. It looks like it's a four, but it also could be a two four. That two is one. that is the um, sigil of Jupiter. Oh, OK. That's cool. Yeah. And there's other sigils, too. Uh, so we kind of explore around with different sigils that we'll put in the. Um, no. And we'll make some limited runs of merch and stuff. That'll be fun for the fans to collect and do cool stuff like that. I like that idea. I always like when bands change things up just a little bit, even if it's barely noticeable. Mm -hmm. People that really pay attention will enjoy it. It's yeah. like a little Easter egg. Yeah, exactly. And um, and we, we just want to have fun with that. So, you know. Yeah. You're also known in the rock and hard, sorry, the rock and metal world as a writer and music producer. Before we get into that, where did your journey in hard music begin and what propelled you into the writing and producing side of things? Well, I mean, just as a, a drummer um, and um, kind of crappy guitar player, um, you know, I was able to, um, you know, uh, write songs and, 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 you know, I've always been um, good at arrangements and, um, and things like that. Um, and I think that's sort of a kind of a, common gift amongst some really good drummers like Tommy Lee and guys like that that can also have the gift of doing doing really well at arrangements um, um, so I've always kind of had that and then um, you know I just I mostly did I did a lot of session work I, I would have to say that Death Dealer Union is probably one of the first bands that I've done that was my project that I um, am sort of the band leader of. Everything else I've kind of just been, um, you know, a lieutenant or just a session drummer. Um, and um, my experience in producing is more geared towards filmmaking and some films I've done. I've done some music producing, but not in the sense that you would... Um, think um uh where i'm in like a studio with a band you know mm -hmm. um so i i still have more experience that i need to get under my belt before i can call myself a music producer uh but i've definitely done some production on some on some films some smaller films um and uh i'm still just kind of gaining experience and learning new stuff you know um so uh, that's kind of been my experience as a, as a, as a, as a writer and, um, and a producer, yeah. Um, I, I used to, I, I've done some, um, I, I used to do the lyrics before, um, but um, Lena's doing all the lyrics and she does a much better job than me because, you know, she's a, a lyricist and a vocalist, so. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I mean, stick to what you're good at. I mean, right. I, I guess I can't really agree with that necessarily because if you just stick to what you're good at, you never branch out into new things. Well, right. You know, yeah, but, 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 but know what you're good at. And, and that's the thing about this band is that, you know, um, everybody who's 
Um, <clears throat> everybody's super talented, so um, everybody just sort of brings that. Uh, so it's not just like session work for people, or it's mm-hmm. not just you know, it's the other people, the other, the other band members are involved. You know, exactly. So. You already touched on arrangements and lyrics, but on your website, you also list other services such as tracking, mixing, mastering, editing, and songwriting. So out of those, which was your most challenging to learn and what were some of the best ways to, to learn those different skills? <clears throat> well, the, the experience that I, I, I do have is basically just from, from being in the studio and recording, uh, you know, over the years and over the years and over the years. You know, different tracking, and you know, we used to, you, you know we used to use reel to reels. You know, I don't need to go through everybody. Everybody knows all this stuff, and now we're at Pro Tools and, and stuff like that. Um, so, I'm been less of a producer um, lately, as of the last couple of years, and more of a drummer and more of a, um, um, an actual. A musician in a band then and now kind of a manager because I'm having to like do all this like sort of management stuff because we don't have management yet so I've been kind of doing that so uh, yeah I guess I've kind of picked up um, a little bit of like everything along the way enough to just kind of touch on it in my website and say okay here's where my experience is and here's what I've done and, but uh, yeah as of lately uh, it's been more about the performance. Yeah. You're a man of many talents, musician, music producer, and as you touched on earlier, actor. So you featured in both television shows and movies, including Root California, Murder in the Heartland, Family Massacre, Going Up, and Dipsticks, the movie. There's a few different questions I could ask in here, but to, just to respect your time, what are some of the skills that you've learned through acting that you think would be most relevant in the music and, um, I guess, touring world? <clears throat> Thank you. That's a good question. Um, you know, I, 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 I think, um, you know, in any aspect of the entertainment industry uh, where you're working with people, um, I think, um, I think learning about teamwork and I think learning about, um, respecting um, other people's um, uh, talents and other people's um, artwork or their vision for, for the artwork um, has been um, something I've tried to do both, um, you know, on, on screen and, and on stage um, and, um, and then also in stage from music and, and in working with people within, within the studio environment. So I think, um, um, I also, you know, is, you know, acting is really hard. It's a discipline that you have to just go over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's a discipline where, you know, sometimes you want to pull your hair out, and, 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 I, and I look at some of these actors that are so disciplined, um, you know, to never um, give in or never let anyone see them break or, or cry, and I think that inspires me to be a better musician and better um, performer. That's really cool. I haven't heard that perspective before. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, 
I know I I know a lot of actors and I they really really dedicate themselves to the um, I almost makes me feel lazy you know they're like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's totally understandable. Yeah. I mean, for acting, you have to go to school for a number of years. You have to be able to memorize the Correct. scenes. Yeah. And you have to be able, like you said, to work in a, in a large team. It's not just the actors that you're working with, but it's the producers. Um, oh, the it's all the grips. It's all the stagehands. It's, it's, it's everybody that's involved in either a, a film shoot um, or, a, or a theatrical production. Um, you got a lot of moving parts. And um, yeah, your timing same. has to be impeccable as well. What's that? I said uh, that your timing has to be impeccable as well. I mean, when you're shooting different scenes, you have to do everything as scheduled. And if something is off, it, it can throw the scene into dis disarray. Yeah, I mean, the great thing about film, and it, it's a lot like like doing videos. You can, re you can hit reshoot and re do retakes. Easy. But live theater is a different deal. Now, live theater is you got to know your lines. You got to have great timing. You got to be aware of the audience. You're just totally all about stage presence. And it's the same thing. Lena will tell you, she's a front person. She holds an audience. So it is the same. Um, it's the same thing. And you if, can learn a lot of the same um, craft skills in, a, in both by applying one to one and one to the other is you know they, they correlate very well so that's been my experience so I, i'm just lucky but you know there's other guys that could speak to this much better than me like jared leto and you know guys that are like you know huge front persons of big huge bands and then also oscar-winning actors like, i could only hope to reach a quarter of jared leto's success you know as an actor and musician but it seems like you're on the right approach. I mean, you're taking a multifaceted approach to both performance and music. Not only that, but you're also extremely busy in your free time. You've also pursued things like horseback riding and uh, firearms and other weapons training. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm really interested in the firearms and weapons training as I love to shoot myself. Not shoot myself, but I like to shoot as well. Uh -huh. um, so what weapons and different firearms have you trained in? And was that something that was meant for the acting jobs? Or is that something that you just pursued based on your own interest? Um, well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's more about um, being proficient um, uh, uh, for the film. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm versed in, um, you know, long gun and uh, sidearm. Um, mm -hmm. And... Um, um, yeah, it's um, something that really, you know, to be super proficient and super safety-minded um, and, and safety skills um, are some of the, um, um, you know, things I make sure I'm trained on. So when you're on set and, and then there's also like the directors will give you like different ways they want you to like, you know, um, you know, hold the gun or look or whatever, you know, you'll see in like, um, you know, you'll see in some of those CSIs, you know, how, you know, the guys are coming around the corner and they're, the way they're positioned, you know, and they're kind of like, you know, like this kind of thing, you know, and, you know, doing this and, and we don't, you know, you don't really do that. Like when you're out on the range or, you know, like it's not, so you have to make it look different, you know, in other words, what I'm saying, you know, so I, I don't know. So anyway, I just, 
yeah, I've kept trained on that. I've, I've always, um, you know, I grew up on a ranch. So, you know, we had, you know, we used to go shooting and stuff and we used to ride horses and stuff. So I grew up with all that. And, and, um, you know, I just kind of kept up the skills and, and, and I ride, a, I ride, a, I ride a motorcycle. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's all just, you know, it's just stuff that I can use to um, uh, um, be a better actor and better performer. I have one last question regarding the um, the prop guns, if that's a proper term. Oh, yeah. So when you're using firearms on set, are you using real firearms? And when you are firing, does it have the same recoil as like a regular, say, long rifle or sidearm? Well, I don't have um, a lot of experience with um, on-set armories. Um, most of the stuff that I did was for, like, um, detective shows. And um, the gun, it's just a prop gun. They don't, uh, you know, it's just for looks. It's just like where you're, like, you know, uh, doing a scene where you're kind of halfway sitting on a desk interrogating a... Um, um, uh, um, a guy you just arrested or something, you know? Um, so, um, but my understanding is that some of those, um, then the guns are real guns. It's just the ammo that is different. And so, um, you know, they're full on, they're full on firearms. You can put like real ammo in them and they'll fire. Um, so, um, there are some prop guns that we use in theater that are totally, um, fake, um, and, uh, but they can look real. Um, there's guns that are like on television that we've used that are like, you look at them, they're like super real looking or they look real on film. But when you get up close, they're actually like spongy. They're like bend. They're like rubber. It's weird, but they look on film. It's like, so on film, like fake rocks look real and real rocks look fake. So it's kind of the same with sort of certain inanimate objects, like a black gun or a matte black gun, you know, matte color or matte finish. Um, so I, you'd have to ask the editors and, and cinematographers more about that, but, but that's basically my understanding of how it all works. Cool. So my last question for you today, because I know that we should wrap up here shortly, is who are some of the bands on your current heavy rotation? Okay, I was listening to Entheos, and I was listening to Vexed. I was listening to The Cult. I've been listening to um, one of the older Slash records, just from like the guitar tones and stuff. Um, yeah, I kind of explored it. I think I was listening to some Lana Del Rey. Uh, so I don't have a kind of a wide variety of stuff I listen to. That's great to hear. I can't wait to look up a couple of those bands, but a lot of the ones that you mentioned are some of my, um, I, I don't want to say favorites necessarily, but I really enjoy them. Cece, I want to thank you again for joining me for the wrap-up episode of Year 2 of Gyro Nation Metal, and Initiation by Death Dealer Union will be out September 22nd. Congrats, dude, on your uh, wrap up of your of your year, and um, and thanks for having us on, brother. Really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Gyro Nation Metal. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. The podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider checking out my Patreon.
Thank you.